Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right, I got to move the mic closer so we don't have audio problems. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're on the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to the United States of America, the infiltration of our social, our cultural, our economic, our political systems, the overtaking of a radical group of elitists around the world of the global economy, the infiltration of various different policies like ESG and DEI into our financial institutions, dripping down into corporate America and our education and academia. That's what we're doing. We're uncovering the truth here. And you know what? Sometimes the truth has consequences. That'd be a great shirt. Truth has consequences. I, I like it. It's <laughs> I need one. Right? <laughs> yeah. for, for all of our friends out there, we are 30 days suspended on Facebook. We are in Facebook jail. Oh, so no streaming for 30 days because uh, we read some, we read some <laughs> tweets from Twitter and read the headlines. That, 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 yeah. That's it. We reported, we reported the news and got deleted. So thank goodness for that. Thank you, Facebook AI. You're not listening to us right now because we're not streaming on you. But I think you understand what we're talking about, that uh, tech censorship is coming. And, you know, today the tech industry started yesterday with Facebook. Facebook was down, I mean, like 38% today. And then after hours, Amazon took a plunge, almost 29%. And they're calling it the big tech recession. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, the, the tech companies don't go into a recession unless everything goes into a recession. Um, and I'm going to make one prediction here. All right. This let's hear was, it. Okay. So I, I saw this story earlier. It's not getting much traction. Okay. Mm -hmm. But AMC. Do you remember AMC with the, uh, remember they were pumping these guys? AMC 2019, 2020. Yeah. Wall Street bets. Wall Street bets. That's right. So. AMC is being sold by Credit Suisse, one of their largest holders. And Credit Suisse is coming out predicting that it's going to go to 96 cents. It's at $6.63 right now. <laughs> Do yes. you know what I think is going to happen? It's going to get pumped. Wall Street Bets is going to be back and they're going to pump <laughs> it up. So if you're like me and you take a, you know, like a few hundred bucks to risk and some option <laughs> trades, might be a chance to make some money there. Just saying. I mean, I, I All right. What? Okay. Okay. We'll have to talk about timing on that privately. <laughs> well, how about this? Tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Okay. It's going to take them a few days to get something going, but I think but, that they like week-long contracts, month-long. Yeah. I think they I could potentially know. do something like that. But listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to come out and say this because obviously we're being censored on Facebook. So Facebook has turned their algorithm back on. And typically, I guess this is happening during election season, right? So we're coming into election season. I think they lulled uh, us out. They lull you out and then they yeah. strike you down, right? They, they bring you back. They allow you to get a following. They say, <laughs> goodbye, no more. You are gone for the day. I need to put a note about this AMC bet. We are Xi Jinping in you. But I, I saw this, and this is kind of an interesting uh, article here. QAnon. And on support for satanic pedophile elite theory jumped five percent this year to forty nine million, 
Experts say cults are beginning to dominate our political landscape. And I love this. It's like the 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 epitome of projection, right? Religious religious research group records remarkable rise in number of QAnon fans. Nearly a fifth of American adults, 49 million people, are now believers. 49 million. Americans, 49 million. Dude, yeah. that's, that's a lot. The theory posits a cabal of child sex predators secretly running the world. Interventions at this rational level won't dent QAnon's appeal, says experts. Republicans are the biggest fans, but 8% of Democrats also believe. Gubernational hopeful for Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano, and other Republicans have been linked to QAnon. A growing list of criminal episodes have been blamed on QAnon adders. So, adherence. Now, here's the thing. QAnon is not a cult. (laughs) QAnon is being projected as a cult because they called out an actual real cult. Right. And so QAnon comes out right after Pizzagate getting to Donald Trump and says or it's actually Q. It's not QAnon. QAnon yes. is a creation of the, the lamestream media. But it comes Q. out and basically starts adding Pizzagate, Hillary Clinton emails, putting everything together, um, satanic global elite, which there is symbolism. Um, yeah. Symbolism, all this stuff together and, and following, you know, the, the breadcrumbs. OK, but how about this? Are some people way out there and, and not even on the, the right track? Yeah. Of course. Are, are some people like like on, on the sniffer? Yeah. Okay. But small percentage. Sm- well, maybe there's probably a larger percentage that are, are believe in kind of things that wow. are out there that aren't true. But, you know, here's the thing. I would say it's a small percentage of the total. Uh, like agreed. 5% but, but, or less. But here's the beauty of it. Is that Donald Trump once said any publicity is good publicity. Oh, yeah. That's uh, you know, also in the 48 laws million. of power. <laughs> 49 million. You know, I'm going to guess. I'm just going to guess. I got to do the math. I'm going to guess that that's 17% of the American population. <laughs> uh, 350 million. Maybe, dude. You know what? And this is, I think, true. And it, it shows, you know, I have some friends who watch the show and they're not saying. 13.7%. Oh, it's A lot of my friends. Higher. A lot of my friends and family are starting to agree with this stuff and not be like, "You're, I'm worried about you. You're Nicole. They're, no, none of that. It's like, wow, great show. Really interesting. Holy shit. What a crazy world we live in. You know? Well, dude, I, well, I, I'm going to play a video tonight, right? And yeah. like here in a little bit. But the stuff that we say, at least on this show, is not like shit we're making up. It, it's like we're repeating their own. Like this morning. You were you were reading the news of yeah. the New York Times or New York Post disgruntled employee who started posting all these fake tweets and articles on the New York Times because he was disgruntled. Yeah. Right? It, it, and that got you banned. Because oh that's that's disinformation. We gotta be very, very careful there. Right? Like Something. come on. We did nothing wrong. <laughs> Well, you know, you hold up a mirror and they get mad at you. That's disinformation. Don't hold up the mirror. Slap it out of your hand. Kick you in the dirt. But so this is interesting. And, and you know, dude, that, that's like almost 15% of the American population. Now, now think about this. Digital army, 15% of the American population. Why do you think there's a great awakening happening right now in America? Why do you think the truth movement and alternative media are skyrocketing while CNN, MSNBC, and the mainstream media are just on the decline because, because it, go ahead. 
it doesn't take that much of a population to make a big impact and sway yeah. things. But I'm I'm seeing what's happening here is so we're looking at the the exodus of the tech companies. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. lost over a hundred billion dollars in a night. Like <laughs> the dude's like gonna be on welfare soon. So and by the way, I, I highly recommend if uh, Facebook drops below like 75 bucks, you buy it. Just an FYI. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to just go away. They're not going to go out of business overnight. They will be back. They'll be back up to like three, four hundred bucks. The same thing with Amazon. But with Facebook and then Amazon following, Google will probably be next. On This is coming on profit earnings, right? Yep. So people are seeing what they're doing. They see how they are politically motivated and censoring conservatives, people who are just out there speaking their mind or putting the truth out there. They know they saw Mark Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan talking about how he's sending conservative names after spying on their private messages to the White House. Okay. Yeah. The people see it. So this means that these tech companies are losing massively in profits because nobody's using them. People are going to alternative platforms. Yeah. Okay. PayPal so what too. happens? Yeah. So what happens next? Um, alternatives. I don't know what government bailouts. I don't know, but oh. well, government bailouts would be interesting. But hmm. let's take it to this context. We're coming into the election season. Okay. Yeah. What is the main reason that their profits are dwindling and their ratings are dwindling? I imagine it would be advertising revenue. Well, it's you and me. People not using it. <clears throat> yeah, people not using it anymore because of people like you and me. <clears throat> so who do you think that big tech is going to go after? Go after in what sense? If there's a group of people out there that are causing them to lose profitability, Oh, they're going users. to target. Truthers. They're going to target them. And, and who's their primary source of targeting that they were sending all the information to in the first place? The U.S. federal government. The U.S. federal government. Project Veritas whistleblower document reveals FBI is investigating misinformation ahead of the midterms. Also being targeted are. are crimes related to misinformation defined on the sheet of false or misleading information spread mistakenly or unintentionally. <clears throat> this is yeah. a new whistleblower document obtained by Project Veritas has revealed that the Federal Bureau of Investigation is targeting election crimes related to misinformation and disinformation ahead of the midterm elections next month. The document provided to Project Veritas by an FBI whistleblower is titled 2022 Midterm Elections Social Media Analysis, Analysis Cheat Sheet and outlines election crimes that the FBI is targeting. Disinformation is included as one of those crimes defined as false or inaccurate information intended to mislead others. Disinformation campaigns on social media are used to deliberately confuse, trick, or upset the public. Also being targeted are crimes related to misinformation defined on the sheet as false or misleading information spread mistakenly or unintentionally. Now, Vince, are you familiar with the yeah. U.S. Constitution? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with the U.S. Code? A little bit. Okay. Um, where in any of those two documents does it say that people can't speak their opinion about things? Uh, actually, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't say that. I know, right? No way. I know that. So what type of governments go out there and target people 
on having an alternative version of the truth than themselves. Totalitarian governments. Totalitarian, fascist, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely, man. And I, I kind of want to go back a second here. This whole strategy of we're losing, we're losing um, revenue because people aren't using our service and the people using our service are truthers. So we're going to censor the truthers in order to improve our company. Seems like a vicious cycle of decline to me. Like it might be hard for them to recover with that strategy, but I'm just. Well, it, it might be imagining. hard for them to recover with that strategy. Absolutely. They might have to get bought out by somebody else. They might have to get acquired by somebody like BlackRock. Maybe BlackRock <laughs> will come in with a 15% investment oh in the Facebook. <clears throat> buying them up on the floor. Klaus buys it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe the manipulated stock price that we're seeing decline right now is doing that on purpose so that various investors can get in cheap before that stock goes back up. Because listen, we're, we're going to head into a, a, a technocratic society, right? A society dominated by machine learning, artificial technology, supercomputers, and in virtual worlds. It, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's just the next step of evolution of where we're headed. Doesn't mean you're, you have to be transhumanist or any of this other stuff. But this is coming, okay? This is where money, if you start looking about five to 10 years out in the sense of R&D and innovation of where companies, various companies like tech companies and so forth are putting their money, they are putting their money into quantum computing, artificial intelligence, metaverse, and blockchain. Okay. Yeah, as well as something I noticed is uh, like flying cars and um, obviously sustainable yeah. automated energy. transportation. Yeah, longer storage cell batteries. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's there's a battery developed by I believe is the University of Kansas. Have you heard about this battery? No, I don't think I have. It, it's like a lithium composite with certain um, nano electrical components in it, and it lasts ninety years. Oh wow! On a single charge. Whoa. Yeah. That's a battery. Damn. Yeah. And they're they're calling that once they get them mass produced and all the bugs worked out, that basically you pop it into a car or something like that. Good to go for like 30 years. Whoa. That's a game changer. Well, it's it, it brace basically increases the efficiency of the battery itself. And so batteries are highly inefficient because they're chemical reactions. And Here's, so all that gets wasted within heat and, and, and friction and everything else. Yeah. What's, so what they what's do the is the problem they, with that though. What's that? What's the problem with that kind of battery? Do you think I, I have an idea that what's the problem with that type of battery? Yeah. As far as making money goes. Well, oh yeah. They're, they're going to sell one and you won't have to sell another one, but I'm pretty sure they'll find some way to do it where you probably don't own it. And you just rent it. Hmm. Rent your batteries today. That would be a solution. Yeah. But you know, you want to talk about disinformation. Okay. Disinformation sure. on social media. Let's listen to Jim Cramer today apologize for getting Free Facebook cash flow. so wrong. Last year, $9.5 now less than $1 billion. Okay, Let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. Hubris here is extraordinary, and I apologize. Okay. Um, he just lost investors 
millions of dollars. He was okay? almost crying, yeah. dude. Right, because he got bamboozled. He was given inside information. He was given information like, dude, meta, meta, pump meta, push meta. And he pushed meta with bad information, misinformation. Okay? Yeah, he gave misinformation sick. out to the public. They invested money and lost millions. You know you should do. You know what people should do right now is go find who shorted the tech stocks last week, and who just made all this money, because that's where the transference of wealth goes. It's public info as well. So it's public info as well, and I, I guarantee you, it was the big banks, the big financial institutions. Wow. Yeah, man. You know, Jim Cramer now has a reputation for being uh, wrong about everything. So people say whatever he says, just expect the opposite at this point. Right. But but here's the thing is, how is that not misinformation? How is that not harmful to the public? Extremely. Extremely. It's extremely harmful to the public. Right. This guy goes out there and tells a lie for a financial gain on live television. People take their money, invest within that lie, and lose millions. And all he can come out to do is say, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Why isn't the FBI investigating that guy? And is he stupid, or do you think he's profiting off the back end like he shorted oh, it? Trust me. He ain't going to do these things or say these things unless he's making money. Yeah. Come on now. He's making money, but, I mean, real money could be made by doing what Nancy does and I guess maybe they tell him don't play both sides. I don't know what he's doing. Anyway. All right. Bro Economist at BlackRock are telling financial advisors that they expect pivot language at the next Federal Reserve meeting on November 2nd, when they expect Powell to announce a 0.75 basis point um, hike, followed by two smaller ones and a pause to get us around 4.75%. Still not nearly enough. <laughs> To well, fix what's going on? But. See, what they're doing is they're trying to bring the market up before the account before the midterm elections. Excuse me. Yeah. If you go to Twitter and you, we talked about this a little bit last night. If you go to Twitter, you start looking at all the rhetoric, right? And mm -hmm. like I was, uh, I talked about uh, Tonto's post today. You're probably like, "Who's Tonto?" I'll show you. Yeah, I was about to say, "Who's Tonto?" <clears throat> I'll, I'll I'll show you Tonto here in a second. But Tonto's post. Let me find it. Where are you, Tonto? I got the post. I got. I'm on Tonto's page. Give me a second. Let me find. Uh, and this must. Be, I must be talking misinformation here again. Oh, why? Because I'm calling her. Because I'm calling her Tonto. Oh, what's the name? Elizabeth Warren. Oh. <laughs> so Tonto retweeted oh. this today. <laughs> Okay, I got well, I don't, you. I don't want to offend her by misgendering her, so I'm just going right. to call her Tonto. Um, Tonto we can call self. her Pocahontas or Tonto. I just like Tonto. It has a nice ring to it. But <laughs> so the White House posted this today. Okay, and, and dude, you want to talk about misinformation? The White House posted this on Twitter today. If congressional Republicans get their way, they will raise drug prices, cut Social Security and Medicare, pass, ma pass massive cat tax cuts for the rich, Make inflation worse. What? How? This is insane, dude. This is okay. 1984 level yeah. craziness. So, so Vince, we're very familiar with what's going on in Congress and Senate with the platform of the Republicans and conservatives and American first candidates. Yeah. Name me one candidate out there who's came out and said, we're going to raise prescription drug prices. No, no, I can't. Uh, 
Maybe a rhino might actually do that, but no, that's no, not none of them. None of them were that dumb to say that. Okay. No. What did Donald Trump do with prescription drug prices? He remember? lowered them up further than ever. Yeah. Uh, he made it. Didn't he actually put something in place to where the U.S. couldn't sell drugs for a higher price than another country's lowest price? That's exactly it. As well as he came in and made insulin only twenty nine dollars through executive order. Remember Joe Biden killed that and then made it ninety nine dollars. Yeah, it took him 24 hours. Yeah, Joe Biden killed that executive order, and then about six months later, people were blaming Trump for the high insulin prices. Joe Biden lowers it to like $99, and was like, thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah, such okay. a scam. So, so raise drug prices. So that's that's false information. That's misinformation, okay? Cut Social Security and Medicare. What Republican out there right now has produced legislation, a bill, or even said on the mainstream media, I want to cut Social Security and Medicare to the elderly. Not that I'm aware of, dude. None. It's Absolutely crazy. zero. None. Why? Because you should be raising Social Security and Medicare to meet the rate of inflation. It's basic. Basic economics. Okay. Pass massive tax cuts for the rich. Anybody? Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that anywhere. On both sides, by the way. Yeah, nobody's saying that. Nobody's stupid enough to say that. And lastly, they will make inflation worse. Dude, inflation has doubled, almost tripled, since Joe Biden took office. Okay? Do you want to know why inflation wasn't an issue under Donald Trump, even though we still had radicalized spending and printing? Because the economy was strong? Because we had a positive GDP growth. Right. We still had imports and exports going in and out. Okay. We had tariffs from China, which was extra added money. Okay. And we had people out there buying things. And when you have economic growth, inflation can, can ride along that wave of economic growth and you'll be stabilized for a long time. Eventually inflation will take over, but you'll be stabilized for a long time. But what happened is Joe Biden came produced an energy crisis in the United States, which basically started collapsing everything. Yeah, people, I say back then, like back in my day, like it's a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, that's part of it, I think. So you want to talk about misinformation. Well, maybe maybe someone should start sending the White House's tweets to the FBI because that's misinformation. That can That is misleading leading people pertaining to an election. Yeah, it's actually illegal. There you go, especially from the White House website, which they're not supposed to be kind of like politically oriented. Right. The dollar's global wake of destruction. Here we go. This is going to be a fun conversation. Well, whispers of the current emergency market debt crisis, the result of the rapidly strengthening dollar could be heard throughout the summer. Virtually no one predicted the blow the dollar's rise would deal to other developed economies. But with the dollar reaching levels not seen in a generation, a battering is precisely what several are being unexpectedly dealt. Okay. So in September, the Bank of Japan intervened to stem a persistent bleed buying yen for the first time in 25 years. A yen, which had been steadily losing value since the middle of March, when the Bank of Japan announced it would not be following the Federal Reserve in a hawkish pivot to climate uh, combat inflation, would likely remain under pressure given the Bank of Japan's commitment to ultra-low interest rates. However, a singular move marked a shot across the bow at the macro funds that speculate in currency markets. Think twice before shorting the yen. 
The following week was the Bank of England's turn. Bond markets rattled by the new UK Prime Minister Liz Truss's unexpected announcement of yet more unfunded tax cuts and increased spending sold off, filing the pound's largest single-day decline ever. The move sent yields uh, spiking, bond prices moving inversely to yields, already mirrored in an economic crisis, the inflation still running near 10%, and the price of heating of homes five times what it was a year ago. The Bank of England has now revealed its intervention was done to save the general pension funds whose leveraged positions face liquidation because of sell-offs. Hmm. Interesting. Who, who manages the pension fund? Oh, BlackRock. Okay. <laughs> But the bond and currency markets, having at least temporarily been calmed by the interventions, the examples of Japan and England illustrate the advantage a currency's sovereign has over most borrowers in the emergency markets. So this gets interesting because right now the dollar is still the petrodollar. The dollar is still the global reserve currency. Okay, <clears throat> Japan is the was was the number one buyer of U.S. debt bonds. Okay, and the way they did this is the interest that was paid on the U.S. debt bombs funded the Japanese defense department, defense budget. Okay, and Japan would make all their pensioners, pension funds, buy Japanese debt bonds, which are like point zero 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 one percent interest rates. They pay off nothing, so they they could raise the capital through the pension funds to buy the U.S. debt. It's like a big freaking scam. Well, the problem is, is that they've been having a lot of problems in the Japanese bond market because nobody wants to buy them anymore. Not only that is Japan, we talked about a few months ago, would probably be the first country to face the Great Reset. Now, England is right behind them um, after, obviously, the Bank of England's default. We know that the Bank of England received $6.6 billion from the U.S. Federal Reserve about a month ago after the chairman of the bank came to Washington, D.C. and talked to Joe Biden. Now, what's happening with the dollar? Well, China's market plunged on Monday, if anybody didn't know, or yeah, on Monday, if anybody didn't notice. Now, the rumors swir swirling were that this was because of Xi Jinping's, uh, I guess you want to say, coup mm -hmm. over the Chinese Communist Party, the removal of Jintao, those types of things. But in actuality, what this was is Xi Jinping came out to the financial institutions in China, which he has direct control over, and told them to immediately start selling off all their dollar reserves yeah okay now china said three weeks ago that they're going to dump all of their u.s debt bonds back onto the market immediately after the u.s department of treasury came out and said that we're going to go out and we're going to buy up all of our old debt bonds now i want everybody to rationalize this in their mind when the U.S. Treasury is going to go up and buy up all this old debt, they have to go to the Federal Reserve, request a loan. The Federal Reserve loans them that money at interest. New bonds are created, sent off to be sold. The dollars are printed. The Treasury gets the dollars, goes out there, buys up the old debt, remedying it, and now new debt is sold out of the market. But in Doesn't countries like Russia, China, yeah. Um, Saudi Arabia, India are no longer buying up U.S. debt, then that means when the Federal Reserve goes out there and creates those new bonds and throws them out in the market, there's nobody to buy them up. And when China and other countries start dumping their debt onto the market, we come into a very, very volatile situation for the dollar, the United States debt, and currency. It's increasing our liquidity crisis that we're experiencing. Yeah massively it's, 
And if you think inflation is bad right now, just wait. You're going to be wishing you bought gold and silver. And there's actually another reason why you probably are wishing you bought gold. I'm telling you, get gold and silver. It's going to be good. And cryptocurrency too. Don't don't rule it out. I'm telling you, this is going to skyrocket in 2013. Yeah, a lot of uh, professionals say to have a, at least a small portion of your investing investment yep. income into crypto is good. And I stand by that too. Agreed. Not that I'm not financial advice, but yeah. And then so New York Post fires the employee responsible for the Twitter website hack. Um, <laughs> the employee responsible for the hacking of the New York Post website and Twitter account has been fired. The update statement the spokesperson from the Post said the New York Post investigation indicates that an unauthorized conduct was committed by an employee and the employee has been terminated. This morning, we immediately removed the vile and reprehensible content from our website and social media accounts. Oh, and, shit. And I agree that the content was really bad. It and, was extremely horrendous. And that's what we talked about. And I have to steal your line, Josh. I told you so. Andrea and I were speculating that this could be someone on the left. We don't know that for sure, but it was an insider, which is interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it, it, it is. And, and most likely this was someone who was disgruntled and mad, and and they did this as a, an act of vengeance because they don't know how to talk about their problems with their parents and their brothers yeah. and their sisters and their friends and their family. It's and they a... bottle things up inside themselves, and they wait till they uh, – you know, get that little pink letter that they're being demoted and then they go, I'm going to get you guys. And they do reprehensible freaking acts like that, which, by the way, that person is probably being investigated right now by the Secret Service. That's terrorism. It, it, it really was. So yeah. the, the things that that person was saying were completely uncalled for. Um, calling for the, the death of some people. It, it was bad. It was really oh, yeah. bad. Um. But you know what? The rhetoric that we're seeing come from the left is pretty bad right now. You know, they're talking about the violence that conservatives are waging, you know, the intimidation at the polls. Um, how about the 87-year-old woman who was uh, going out there promoting this one proposition? I think it was Proposition 12 in Michigan. And she goes up to a door of somebody, knocks on their door, and starts talking to him about being pro-life. And the person kills her. Yeah. What about Marco Rubio's... Uh, person staff member who is out canvassing and gets almost beaten to death those are the only two acts of violence that i've heard this election season and yeah, they're not right, directed by conservatives against liberals it's the opposite you're absolutely right man and it's the part of the weird psyop that we're a part of they claim the opposite of what's actually happening and they perpetrate perpetrate what they you know they say oh you know these people are violence and then they plant that violence themselves this mm -hmm. this um act by this new york times employee is almost like or new york post rather sorry is um like a self-perpetrated false flag almost it in is. my head well let's listen to a uh another false flag right here and and if uh there's a if there's a discrepancy in your volume between the volume of mine and vince's voice and the volume of the audio that we play, I apologize. We're looking into the situation, but I'm about to play some audio, so just turn it down a little bit. All right. Matt. And the American people are seeing the benefits of this economy that works for them. Families have more net worth today than they did before the pandemic. And the American people. The, what the fuck did he just say? People are seeing the benefits of this economy that works for them. 
Families have more net worth today than they did before the pandemic. Oh my gosh, this is great news. I need to tell my family. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go check my bank account because, you know, I didn't know this. Like, I could have swore my house was worth a lot more before the pandemic. I could have swore I had a lot more money in the bank account before the pandemic than I do now. But, you know, hey, I, I'm going to go check and see, man. I'm like, Joe an outlier. Where's that net worth at, man? I just, just start copying Pelosi's trades. Well, guess what? What? Disinformation. Propaganda. Yes, That's it what is. that is. It, 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 this is the projection of the left. This is exactly what we're talking about here. They, they're investigating people like me for spreading misinformation, disinformation, when all we're doing is reporting what they're fucking saying. He said, she said. That's yeah. disinformation. What? Yeah, well, that's not what Joe Biden meant. Pretty sure he meant that people have more net worth now than before the pandemic. Well, that, no, that's not what he meant. Really, because I can show you that that's not true. Well, yeah, yeah. He was, he was talking about something else. Like, but don't you find that as propaganda? Because it is true. I, I would just love to actually be in a real courtroom. Not a, okay. not a liberal kangaroo court. But a real courtroom. Putting this information on trial. Oh, my gosh. you imagine that? It's really simple. We all know what the case would be. Yeah. So, so Mr. Reed, tell me. See this post right here about propaganda and misinformation that you're putting out there, dissuading voters from voting liberal and Democrat? Okay. What, what am I trying to say there? Well, you're talking about the White House, this tweet, how they're saying that the Republicans are going to do this. Yeah, Republicans never said that. Well, what if they did? But they didn't. Well, we 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 believe otherwise. Great. Can you provide me some uh, evidence to that fact? Can you go out there and find any conservative congressman or senator currently in office who has said that previous to the election and bring that information in here in the context between 2021, January 20th and current date? or any piece of legislation presented by Congress or Senate Republicans that have said that, or any congressional or congressional conservative candidate who is on the primary ballot who said that. No, we can't. So that's not propaganda? No, it's not. It's the truth. I'm pretty sure the judge would be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> They like, call a witness and it's just Kamala Harris with a little mustache taped on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest pieces of disinformation they're putting out right now is this shit. Oh. So third quarter GDP is up based on Biden selling oil, gas, and weapons overseas while Americans suffer at the pump. L listen to this. This is how they're fudging the numbers. Okay. Yeah. The U.S. GDP, GDP reportedly rose more than 2% says the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis in the third quarter of 2022. Ask anyone about their thoughts on the economy, they'll have a hard time understanding this estimate. Me too. It's not what the economy is doing, it's what you say the economy is doing that counts. Obama taught us this straight out of the communist playbook. Today, the Bureau of Economic Analysis announced third quarter 2022 GDP numbers, and they just don't add up for the average American. Real gross domestic product increased at an annual rate of 2.6% in the third quarter of 2021, according to an advanced estimate released by the Bureau of Economic Analysis. In the second quarter, the real GDP decreased by 0.6%. Now, this is what I want people to understand. These numbers released today by the BEA is an advanced estimate. It's not the finalized report. 
Okay. Yeah. No, the final wise report comes out, I think, in a month. The 22nd of November. Yeah. <laughs> after the midterm elections. But the advanced report comes out with skewed numbers. The GDP estimate released today is based on source data that are incomplete or subject to further revision by the source agency. The second estimate for the third quarter, based on more complete data, will be released on November 30th. Sorry, November 30th. After two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, the Bureau of Economic Analysis claims that GDP in the third quarter was up by 2.6%. Looking further into this report, it became clear the entire increase in GDP is related to U.S. exports of oil, gas, and weapons. Now, you go in this and you look at the numbers, and basically all this increase came from the export of weapons and munitions to to Ukraine. Let me ask you this. How does Ukraine pay for that? those weapons and munitions? Money from other countries, including mostly the U.S. No, we gave it to them. Oh, they don't pay for it at all? No, we so gave they, it to them. They're counting that. So we gave it to them in an eight, as an export? So, there you go. They're counting that as an export, true value. They put it as a negative on their sheet because it's gone. Oh, my God. Okay? <laughs> How about this? The oil, the oil, the oil sales. Where did the oil sales come from? The oil sales are mm-hmm. our reserve. That's right. They gave him our strategic petroleum reserve because Joe Trump Biden. Bought. Yeah. Which Trump bought at discount when we had an over surplus of gas in the country and he bought them. Basically, the, the oil producers were paying him to take him off. He fills our strategic petroleum reserve on. Joe Biden creates an energy crisis, which increases gas prices up to like a $5.35 national average. He goes into our strategic petroleum reserve, pulls out 100 million barrels, okay? Pumps some onto the streets to l- lower the gas price. What does he do with the rest of them? Sells them to China and other overseas countries, which turn around and sell them right back to us at a profit. So what, that was the whole plan the t- entire time, I bet, is yeah. to fudge these numbers now. Yeah, th- this is the, them fudging the numbers. And, and, and so also on top of this is if you go to Twitter, oh, we'll just we'll start here because here we go. The most common price for gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took it. From over $5 when I took it. The shit. most common price of gas in America is $3.39. Down from over $5 when I took office. Okay. What point was gas $5 when he took office? It wasn't. Are you sure? Uh, Pretty sure. So gas was never $5 under Donald Trump. Um, I don't know. No, it wasn't. And and so here's the thing is Joe Biden facts matter. How it started, how it's going. Last day under Donald Trump, inflation was at 1.4%. Gas was at $2.39 national average. Okay? Mortgage rates were at 2.65% for a 30-year mortgage. Right? Inflation rate currently is eight times higher at 8.3%. Gas price is over doubled what it was, or not over doubled, but is up uh, over $1.40 per gallon under Joe Biden. 30-year mortgage is up almost 5%. Now, Joe Biden says that $5 when I came into office. That's disinformation. That, yes. That's a president of the United States lying directly to the people. No time during Donald Trump, national average was $5 of gas ever. And definitely not when he took office. Because when he took office, it was national average was $2.39 a gallon gas. And he's he's clouding out there. Oh, it's $3.39. We did a good job. 
Yeah, dumbass, you only increase it by $1.40. Good job. And that's because you just dipped into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and dumped 20 million barrels into the U.S. surplus, right? Producing the gas prices to go down because of the increase in supply. That's only going to last another month, and then the prices are going to go right back up again right after the midterms. So don't sit here and tell us that that wasn't a political move. Dipping into the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve as a political move. The backup that we have for national disaster, for war, the, the things that we need to keep America going in case the world crumbles in an overnight. And this guy is just pissing it away and selling it to foreign countries and getting kickback deals by selling Hunter Biden's art for $500,000, the same price as a fucking Picasso, for doing these deals. And then they want to and watch us and attack us and secretly, you know, monitor our phones and our social media and come after us and target us for crimes and misinformation and disinformation. Look what the fuck's going on out there. I, I am getting pissed. I am getting pissed because you know what? This is all coming to a head. This is all going to come to this one moment. And they're going to act. I guarantee you they're going to come after us. I guarantee you they're going to start arresting people. Why? Look at them. Look at the moves they're making. They are, they, they are scared of us. They are yeah. scared of the truth. They are scared because they know we know. And if we get power, oh, it's over. They're done. What else, Joe Biden? Joe Biden guilty, implicated on a half dozen white collar crimes, including tax evasion. You can probably add treason, sedition. Um, a formulated coup against a duly elected president in there, and much, much more. But if you go in there and you start looking, you'll start seeing um, his White House chief of staff is posting, yeah. oh, gas is down over a dollar. Good job, Joe Biden. We did it before the midterms. And, like, some fucking absolute absurdity. Like, well, gas prices really high because of Donald Trump. What did Donald Trump do to make the gas prices high? Well, he failed during COVID. Bad policy. Congress makes policy with Democrats. Well, he was... Because... 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 Ah! Trump! <laughs> what else do we have going on? Diesel shortages. The diesel shortage worsens. We talked about this the other day. The diesel shortages are spreading along the East Coast amid the ban on imports from Russia, raising fears of further surges in prices... Uh, for the fuel as consumers brace for the winter heating season. Manfield, Mansfield Energy, one of the nation's major fuel distributors, instituted emergency measures on Tuesday and warned its customers that carriers were being forced to visit multiple terminals, in some cases to find supplies, delaying deliveries. With shortages spreading from the northeast to southeast, many companies had, this company advised customers to give a 72-hour notice for their orders to, uh, to avoid having to pay above market prices. In many areas, actual fuel prices are 30 to 80 cents higher than the posted market average because supply is tight, said Mansfield, which delivers over 3 billion gallons of oil products annually. With the relatively low-cost suppliers running out of diesel, distributors are forced to draw from higher cost sources, resulting in unusually widespread pricing. Mansfield Advisory came just six days after the U.S. National Economic Council Director Brian Deese told Bloomberg Meals Bloomberg News that diesel supplies were unacceptably low and that President Joe Biden's administration had all options on the table to reduce prices. Yeah, like dipping into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. 
However, at Bloomberg and other media outlets have noted, it's not clear how those options will provide long-term relief. They won't. Diesel supplies in New England, the U.S. region most reliant on distillate fuels for heating, have reportedly dwindled to about one-third of normal levels for this time of year. Nationwide, the U.S. has only 25 days worth of diesel supplies, the lowest since 2008. There's a storm coming. Oh, yeah. A storm on the likes that you've never seen before in your life. They called our grandparents the, uh, what was it, the Depression Babies? Yeah. You're about to see a new generation of that. Famine, poverty. Listen, I'm just telling you to prepare. I'm just telling you to be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. Hope that we work all this out, we get our country back, we preserve our light, rights, our liberties, and our freedoms, and that the economy can get stabilized and begin to grow through a transition into a stabilized economic um, system, okay? But the way it's looking right now, the way it's going, is that all these people that are operating right now, these radicals, these globalists, these elitists, is they're trying to bring the world down to her knees so they can implement tight tough constraints on human beings to enslave them into a digital slave matrix prison, controlling energy, food, and eventually their lives. This is what they want. And they're going to do everything in their power to get it. And as people like you and me and Donald Trump and people we consider the patriots move closer and closer in counteracting these people's moves and they get closer and closer with their backs against that wall, the more aggressive they're going to get the more dirty they're going to fight. And what kind of fight are they going to, what are they trying to bring here? Austria gets its first digital ID in the form of a driver's license app. States in the United States are watching this rollout. If you're tired of censorship, cancel culture, and the erosion of civil liberties, well, reclaimthenet.org is a good place to go, guys. You can go subscribe to them. They have a really good content. We source a lot of content from these guys. Austrians can now generate mobile driving licenses on their smartphones. The Federal Ministry of Internal Affairs announced to generate an MDL. Austrians are required to download the EID smartphone app, register the digital ID, then upload their physical driver's license. The announcement did not clarify why fingerprints and facial recognitions are required. ID Austria has not only developed a state-of-the-art proof of identity, it is also an important contribution in cybersecurity in Austria. Uh, this prevents identity theft and puts the stop to cybercrime. The digital driver's license has the first digital ID in Austria is a milestone on the way into digitization. I invite all Austrians to come and get the digital ID. Now, this is interesting because they're saying that this, this digital ID, okay, um, is a, a staple of cybersecurity. Let me, let me posit this. If I took my ID, let's say it got stolen. And someone took my ID and they went in there and they put their picture in there and cut it all out, right? And they tried to use it. Would they would they get away with it? Most places, if they check ID, no. They're going to see a fake ID and they're going to stop them. Do you think it's possible for digital hackers to hack an app like this, steal someone's digital ID, upload their own picture or someone else's picture into it, steal the biometrics and easily just walk in there and try to be that person? Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, one of the largest tech companies in the world, Twitter, okay, has been hacked multiple times. You remember last year when Barack Obama and all those famous people's accounts were hacked and they sent out Bitcoin wallets and people sent millions upon millions of dollars of Bitcoin to those wallets? Yes. Hmm. See, the core of cybersecurity is the end user. It's not the system. And that's always the key to remember. Let's watch this little video right here. This is gonna be good. Small elite that you have a small elite that, um, that pushes things in its own interests, even if it doesn't benefit the vast majority of the population. This has happened so many times previously in history, and it's probably going to happen again. Um, the one of the biggest dangers to the planet today is this technological utopia because probably for the elite it will work if bad comes to worse then when the flood comes the scientists will build a noah's ark for the elite leaving the rest to drown the rest of the people and then the rest of the of the ecosystem but they are likely to be able to construct this technological noah's ark which is probably what much of the elite is, is counting on. Okay, let's break this down because I want to show you a few things in this. Listen to what he says here. And it's probably going to happen again. Right there. He, he, he's talking about this event. Population. This has happened so many times previously in history and it's probably going to happen again. Now watch his reaction. Mm. He looks down away, puts his hand to his mouth. Um... Um, he got distracted in his own thought. How, why did he get distracted in his own thought right there, Vince? Do you know why? No. Psychologically? If you, if you look at this from a person who understands various communication cues, he said something he wasn't supposed to. Oh, really? Yeah. He says right here, listen again, starting at 10 seconds. This has happened so many times previously in history, and it's probably going to happen again. Um, and it's probably going to happen again. Well, 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 uh, Yaval, what's going to happen again? Why don't you tell us? The, one of the biggest dangers to the planet today is this technological utopia. The biggest danger to this planet today is a technological utopia. Wait, what? The biggest danger is a technological utopia? Why is that, Yaval? Because... Probably for the elite, it will work. If bad comes to worse, then when the flood comes, the scientists will build a Noah's Ark for the elite. Oh, it'll work for the elite, so when the flood comes... What flood, Yuval? When the flood wow. comes, they will build this technological Noah's Ark for the elite. And what else? Leaving the rest to drown. The rest. Oh, we'll leave the rest to drown of the people and then the rest of the of the ecosystem but they are likely to be able to construct this technological noise arc which is probably what much of the elite is, is counting on <laughs> hold on what much of the elite is, is counting on wait so first he says that this has happened in the past yeah then he says this is going to happen again oh shit shit just said that then he says the biggest danger is this technological utopia that the elite are building to save themselves 
and let the rest of humanity and the ecosystem drown in a flood that's coming. The f- this is wild. <laughs> We're conspiracy theorists. You're a conspiracy. They never said that. You're a conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah. And this is the same guy that just a few months ago says that the people of the world need to hand over their sovereignty to the elites because the elites are working in the best interest and they have the power to change the world. Yeah. Apparently they have the power to um, change the world into a technological utopia that's dangerous to us and the ecosystem but helps to save them. That's some deep shit. That's some deep shit. Yeah. Now, how do you get control of the world? Finances, economy. How do you own all the property and wealth in the world? Well, everybody else owns nothing. We've heard that before. You you will own nothing. Right? You will own nothing. Is you implement these standardizations that are coming down from the World Economic Forum into the major financial institutions called ESG, Environmental Social Governments, right? And in there is where you get social credit scores, social, you know, global IDs, which are directly attached to your social credit score. Now, Vince, yeah, how do you think social credit scores are going to operate? They're going to be biased. Well, okay, but 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 let's just say that you're banking with Wells Fargo. Okay. Okay, and they got social credit score. Mm-hmm. How are they going to determine your rating? They're going to watch everything I do. <gasps> Where? But how are they going to? They're going to follow you around with a camera. Maybe a little. They might sometimes, but um, through my digital, through my phone, probably. Oh, well, how about this? PayPal has reinstated the policy to fine users twenty five hundred dollars directly from their accounts if they spread misinformation. We we heard about this about. In September, remember this? In September, PayPal put this uh, new end-user agreement out there saying, hey, if we catch you spreading, spreading misinformation, disinformation, or or doing any of this stuff, we're going to fine you $2,500. We're going to take it directly out of your attached bank account on your PayPal account. Yeah. Right? They came out in October 1st and said, oh, we're so sorry. That wasn't supposed to be released. That was a mistake. Guess mm-hmm. what? They just reauthorized it. They just released it yeah. again. Let it die down for 30 days and release it. Okay. I think that's exactly the thoughts. So the what is this? Go, forget about it. This is ESG. This is social credit score. What PayPal is doing is what every other financial institution on this planet is going to be doing very soon. PayPal is the first. They got criticism. And now every other bank is going to come out. But what are they actually doing? They're monitoring your social media accounts okay they are going out there you don't even integrate your social media account into paypal but they're taking your information they're going to go monitor your social media accounts they're going to flag a post and then they're going to take the money out of your account now imagine banking for wells fargo i'm just using wells fargo as an arbitrary bank okay any bank you're banking for any bank okay and one day you wake up and let's say you have $100,000 in your checking account, okay? You wake up and there's $3,000 in there. And you go, what just happened, right? And you go to your apartment door and there's an eviction notice. You get a voicemail on your phone. Your phone says no service, but you can still listen to your, your phone says no service, service is discontinued. But you have a voicemail and you open up the voicemail and you're fired from your job. 
And you go, what, what the hell just happened? And you get another voicemail and you check that one. Good morning, Vince. This is your bank. We've discovered on your social media several posts pertaining to social media, uh, the, the di- what we consider to be disinformation, which is a, an egregious violation of our terms of service agreement. And we have charged you $2,500 per offense. And you should see that reflected into your balance immediately. By the way, your bank account and all your monies and assets are freezed for no later than 30 days for an internal review. As well as we have updated the social credit score system with this information, so expect calls from other corporations and companies for the fines that they are going to levy onto you. And then you check your next voicemail and it's your boss going, hey dude, sorry, I got to let you go. Your social credit score just flagged you for misinformation. Your landlord calls you and says, hey dude, sorry, uh, you got to move out today. You're being evicted because your social credit score was flagged for misinformation. Yeah, man. That is where this shit is headed. Black Mirror. It's going to be worse than Black Mirror. But, you know, I, I have hope in humanity. I have faith in humanity. And we talked about this the other day, and I think it's safe to bring up again. Because if America First candidates get into the House and Senate and they do come in, this bill will be presented in the beginning of the year. And this is H.R. 9157, the Gold Standard Restoration Act. It restores the gold standard for the U.S. dollar. Specifically, it requires the Secretary of the Treasury to define the Federal Reserve note dollar in terms of fixed weight of gold based on the day's closing market price of gold and make them redeemable for an exchangeable with gold. This is massive, people. You have to understand that the BRICS nations, the BRICS Economic Alliance, this is exactly what they are doing with their currencies, backing it upon gold. And now we're seeing the U.S. Republicans moving in that same direction. And this is in preparation for the American First candidates, the new Republicans and conservatives coming into office after this red wave hits in November. In January, this legislation will be brought to the floor, voted upon by a conservative majority in Senate and Congress and will pass. Who knows if Joe Biden will pass it, but you'll need two-thirds veto power by the Senate to overrule Joe Biden. Either way, Joe Biden's going to have massive pressure from the American people to pass this bill if he's not already impeached by then. I hope that that comes because that's going to save this place. I would love to see it, man. And I think if there's any type of recovery that we will see that implemented. Right. And what will happen to gold and silver if that happens? It's just going to be so valuable. To the moon! Speaking of to the moon, we have uh, the Battle of the Streams going on right now. That's between Pilled, Live, and Rumble. Much appreciated for all the donations to help keep alternative media alive in the Red Pill Project. Uh, very well funded. Thank you guys so much on this. Vader369 gifted a ship. Boom! <laughs> Barber's Lines Matters gifted five one month subscriptions to users in the channel. Channel, Thank you so much, Nate. Uh, and thank you so much, Vader. Uh, Mam Zerwave just followed. Welcome, Mam Zerwave. Thank you so much for the follow. Appreciate you. Grismo7 just donated three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. LED donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, LED. Deselect donated one Nijigini. Black Jester 101 donated one lemon. Enlightened Science donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, Deselect. Black Jester 101, Enlightened Science. 
Low clearance, $2 on Rumble. Can Biden be the first arrest asking for a friend? I sure hope so. At least him or Hunter. That would be some justice served, right? Thank you so much, low clearance. Vader369 gifted another ship. Ba 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 boom. He just wants <laughs> they just want me to say boom. That's all that is. Uh, thank you so much, Vader369. Me, Brenda donated one ninja guinea. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Pomlo Picasso gifted a can. Pew, pew, pew. And Lighttime donated four ice cream. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Pomlo Picasso and Lighttime. Thank you all of you guys for all of your donations. You're absolutely awesome. And Patriot of Pisces at the last minute. Right there, one diamond. Thank you so much, Patriot of Pisces. All right, let's continue with the news because we've been on a one-hour rant about the economy. Man arrested after break-in at Arizona gubernatorial candidate's office. Phoenix police connected the 36-year-old man to the case after patrol officers recognized him in surveillance, surveillance images taken at Katie, Katie Hobbs's campaign headquarters. What's interesting about this story is that Katie Hobbs came out and was blaming Carrie Lake of some type of white water break-in of her campaign office. She did this mm -hmm. on social media. And then this guy with absolutely no political motivations breaks in there. Yeah. No connection. No, it gets arrested. And Katie Hobbs is like, oh, well. And this is a guy with no connection to it. And he's just somebody who roams. He's like, like a homeless man or something. Mm -hmm. Like the perfect ideal candidate to be brainwashed and picked up and to do some dirty act like that by some bad actor. That's my. That's what I think. That's my yep. opinion. Oh, it's probably a she, Katie Hobbs probably hired him herself to break in there. Imagine. Yep. Oh my God. Democrats blow whistle on widespread Orlando area ballot harvesting operation in black communities. For many Americans, uh, Americans, Denesta Sosa's 2000 Mules movie, based on investigative work by True to Vote founder Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, tracked thousands of ballot mules across several state key key swing states in 2002 using geofencing tracing data was an eye-opener. 100% fed up reports without naming names over the fear of being sued. Greg Phillips has repeatedly stated that those stash houses they've identified that were used by ballot harvesters to make their mule operations possible were all funded by left-leaning non-government organizations. During their testimony in front of the Arizona Senate on June 2nd, Engelbrecht and Phillips released a bombshell video show featuring investigator Phillips and a whistleblower in Yuma County, Arizona, who revealed how the elections were stolen in her community. In the video, the unidentified female whistleblower outlines how elections are determined by a group of criminals who inflict fear upon their community. She explains how they use fear and intimidation tactics to coerce individuals to vote a certain way and how they've ruined the lives of individuals and their families who dare to run for an elected office in their community. Because where I live, you can't have a voice. If you stand up or if you want to even run against them, you will be shot, the whistleblower reveals. A former Democratic candidate for Orange County, Florida commissioner has stepped up and is blowing the whistle on a widespread voter fraud operation in Orlando, Florida. Florida's no-nonsense Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has asked his new election crimes unit to recommend state police conduct a full investigation into the affidavit filed by Democrat whistleblower that outlines a widespread ballot harvesting operation that's allegedly been taking place in black communities in Central Florida for years. In late August, former Orange County Commissioner candidate Cynthia Harris filed an affidavit with the Florida Secretary of State's office alleging ballot harvesters showed up at her home attempting to collect her ballot when she shut them down. Harris claims they are part of an illegal ballot harvesting operation that's been going on for years in the black community in Orlando. According to Harris, ballot officers offered her $10 for each ballot they collect. Just the News reports Harris described the intricate system funded by liberal-leaning organizations that dispatch ballot 
brokers in the black communities to pressure voters to turn over their ballots. The $10 fee per ballot is divvied up among the parties who help complete the harvesting. Harris explains, you, the candidate, or any political party can find out when the absentee ballots are mailed and to whom. What happens is these ballot harvesters, they know which batch has gone out. They go to the door. They ask you for the absentee ballot. Well, in communities that don't like me, no one does this. But in our community, or so in communities that don't look like me, nobody does this. But in our community, it's kind of like an accepted practice that the man is coming to pick up my absentee ballot or the lady is coming to pick up my absentee ballot. And you know, it's just utterly ridiculous that people don't understand that once that ballot leaves your hand and it's not placed in your mailbox or not directly given to your supervisor of elections, you don't know where it goes. It's possible that they throw them away. We've seen evidence of that. You see them, they, ste they steam open the ballots, and then they mismark them so that it's not for their candidate, then the ballot is spoiled. So when people think that the numbers are low, it's really not low. It's just that someone is intercepted before it goes to the proper authorities. Wow. Now, it's what's real. interesting, yep. So Greg Phillips and uh, um, Catherine Engelbrecht were in court mm -hmm. today. And this is interesting. So basically, they're being pressured into releasing the names of their confidential informants. And if they don't release the names of their confidential informants by Monday, U.S. Marshals are going to arrest them. Wow. Yep. Fascinating. Yeah, well, that's the pressure of the left, right? Now, switching the narrative. I said okay. that they could potentially cheat for Republicans and then blame Republicans for cheating. The ultimate projection. Check yeah. this out. Some Texans are reporting that ballots Ballots switched their votes from Beto to Abbott. From Early DR. voting in November midterms has only been open for two days, and already there have been accusations of voter suppression, intimidation, and ballot switching. Some Texans have taken to social media to warn others to watch and check their ballots when it prints out, stating they witnessed their ballots change from Democrat nominee Beto O'Rourke to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. That didn't take long. Man, I mean... If I'm right on this, fuck. I don't want to be right on this. I know. I know. Well, then you had the 255,000 ballots that were sent out in Pennsylvania. Right. But here's the thing is we don't know who they're being made out for. Yeah, and they are not supposed to be accepted, but the speculation is that they will be accepted anyway. because Well, there's no way to the check is once the ballot comes in, they can't determine whether that ballot was validated through identification or not. Oh, yeah. Jeez, dude. So we heard the Oz and Fetterman uh, campaign the other day, which was an absolute train wreck for uh, for uh, um, second neck Fetterman, right? But uh, yes. let's listen to what uh, Chucky, Chucky Chuck Boy Schumer has to say to it about uh, to uh, Pedo Peter. That's the So you can't really hear it that well because of the background noise, but basically the audio is Chuck Schumer saying that it looks like the debate didn't hurt us too much in Pennsylvania. Why didn't the debate, debate hurt you too much in Pennsylvania? Because obviously they knew it was a freaking bombshell, right? You know why yeah. it didn't hurt them? Is because the mainstream media and the social media, AI bots, and all the progressive less agents mm -hmm. have stormed social media with mass propaganda. That's why. Which should be illegal. Hey, uh, 
All right. Breaking news, man. We do. We have breaking news. Okay, hold on. Did you send it to me? Uh, yeah, it's in the chat. Um, after officially closing the deal to purchase Twitter, Elon Musk immediately fired CEO Pereg Agrawal, CFO Ned Siegel, head of trust and safety and legal Vijaje Gotti. Awesome. <laughs> this is good. These are the people that were like, uh, that Parag chick was the one who's like yeah. all about bragging about censoring Trump and all this. So these are the censors. Good job. You know what, Elon Musk? Good job. I, I, I think that was a good move. And that's breaking news with Elon Musk. Breaking news with Elon Musk. He's the Howard Hughes of our generation. I don't know who that is, dude. Howard Hughes? Yeah. Oh, you, you need to go. Just go look at Howard bad? Hughes. <laughs> Just okay. Special counsel Durham has until September 2024 that file charges against the deep state brass behind the FBI's Trump-Russia fraud against the American people. And the rumor is, is that he has some stuff coming out very, very shortly, potentially after the midterm elections, about some of these people. And so he has till 2024 to do it because of the statute of limitations on the cases that they were talking about. And this would be the crossfire hurricane. This would be the uh, uh, shit. I'm going to forget the rest of them. This would be uh, crossfire dragon, crossfire razor, crossfire fury, crossfire typhoon, all the various FISA cases. Um, good friend, Paul, Congressman Paul Gozar right here, invites Zelensky and Putin to Arizona for peace talks. Goes our address. What's that? This reminded me of your theory that Trump would negotiate the peace between those right. countries. Goes our addresses Russian President Putin and Ukrainian President Zelensky to urge the two to settle their differences in Arizona to prevent further death and destruction. And you know what? Who he would bring in to do the negotiations? Oh, yeah, Trump. Donald Trump. How about this one? Hungarian foreign minister says Ukraine Russia war would not have happened under Trump. I believe it. Yep. Foreign Minister in Hungary, uh, Pita Sejarto, in part blamed the current war between Ukraine and Russia on President Joe Biden in an exclusive interview Wednesday with the Daily Car uh, Caller. He argued that if the 2020 election had played out differently, there would be no war. You want to know why there would be no war if Donald Trump was in? Why? Because when Donald Trump went to Helensky to meet with Vladimir Putin in 2019. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump released some information about his talk with Vladimir Putin. Mm. And uh, he leaned into Vladimir Putin. And he said, he said, if you invade Ukraine, I'm going to nuke Moscow. And he looked him right in the eyes. Putin just went like that. And that was it. And Putin realized that he wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> Oh and so gosh. that's how we know that if Trump was still in office, Putin wouldn't have went into Ukraine. And Putin would have no reason to go into Ukraine because the globalists would not have a stronghold. Hmm. Kevin McCarthy and other top Republicans are working behind the scenes to assure colleagues that, of course, the aid will keep flowing to Ukraine if Republicans win the House, which was obvious all along. People just wanted to believe the confabulated narrative for political reasons. And this is just going out there to show you that, look, whether it's the Democrat or the Republicans, they're all war hawks. They're all taking money. And, and that Ukraine is their money pit that flows in a full circle all the way back to their pockets. And Kevin McCarthy needs to go. 
Kevin McCarthy needs to go. And uh, I had a woman comment on one of my posts earlier today on Twitter. And it was of the um, the violations of the Hatch Act by uh, uh, Khan, the, the chief uh, White House chief of staff. Yeah. And she yeah, posted yeah. an article about how, you know, 18 Republicans are uh, being investigated for violations of the Hatch Act. And I go, yeah, I agree with you. They're criminal. They're corrupt. They need to go. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, you're playing both sides. I'm like, I, I don't have a side. OK, look, look, Republicans are just as bad as Democrats. They vote. They, they cheat just as bad as Democrats. OK, it just happens to be that right now the Democrats are in power. OK. The Republicans are just as corrupt. And yeah. so these people will do everything in their power to keep their power. I, I don't have very many good things to say about any politician really out there right now. Paul Gozar, he's a good dude. <laughs> I understand exactly, dude, exactly why. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Vladimir Putin claims war in Ukraine is Western plan to secure world domination. Wow. Isn't that what we've been saying? Vladimir Putin said the war in Ukraine was incited by the so-called West in an effort to secure global domination, accusing the U.S. and its allies of trying to dictate their terms to other nations in a dangerous and bloody domination game. He says a lot of interesting things, doesn't he? It's almost like... Yeah. Yeah, he says a lot of interesting things. Um... And he's been saying these for a decade. Listen to this one. Ukraine withdrew from talks with Moscow on the order of the USA. Allegedly, you know. Well, it's coming from the Kremlin. It's coming from the Kremlin. The Kremlin says that. And of course, the other side says the opposite. And this is just what we see with everything coming out of that area is he said, she said. They so, say one thing, the other says it's the opposite. Right. Putin claimed I, that Ukraine pulled out a peace talk with Moscow in March on an order from the United States. The text was ready, and then suddenly the Ukrainian side went off the radio, radar. The Ukrainian side declared its unwillingness to continue negotiations. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov told reporters, adding that Putin considered it obvious that the decisions to stop talks occurred on an order from Washington. Well, so we know they're not doing any negotiations currently, and we have mm-hmm. Russia saying that they backed out because the U.S. told them to, and we have Ukraine saying that's bullshit. So who's lying? Who do you think's yeah. lying in this situation? Exactly right. Um, fate it seems has fate it seems has a sense of irony. That's a quote from the Matrix. Fate it seems has a sense of irony. Democrat candidate who said, I don't give a fuck what happens to anti-vaxxers, dies suddenly. And so Richard Rowe, yeah, I'm mostly here for the personal ego. I already had the COVID last year, so I'm not worried about catching it. But I want to maintain my smug sense of moral and intellectual superiority when making fun of the Darwin anti-vaxxers. It's actually pretty noble, really. The sudden and unexpected death of the fit and healthy 41-year-old Florida Democrat candidate who angrily attacked people for rejecting the experimental COVID-19 shot is being revisited on social media. Screenshots from the Florida District 23 candidate Richard Rose Facebook page reveal that the pro-vaccine politician regularly mocked anti-vaxxers who he claimed helped kill 700,000 Americans before he passed away October 28, 2021. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't be a dick. Well, moral of the story is respect people's choices. Right? Don't be a dick, respect people's choices. 
The U.S. National Security Council's communication spokesperson, John Kirby, warned Russia at a press conference Thursday that the United States will respond to possible attacks on satellites following threats by Russia's officials. Russia came out and said that any commercial satellites that are used to uh, uh, in the ground war in Ukraine to kill Russian citizens will be destroyed. He was talking primarily about Starlink. Um, we know that that controversy has been going on. And Kirby came back and said that the United States would basically say that that is an attack on the United States if that occurred. God. Foreshadowing. Yep. Pfizer's Paxlovid antiviral drug for COVID-19 linked to tons of different adverse reactions, including blood clots. It's pretty bad. Um, cardiovascular conditions, irregular heartbeat, blood clots, uh, liver toxicity. It's like worse than it actually helps. How about this? If you get COVID, go get some hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, some some colostrum, vitamin D, C, E, magnesium, selenium, and you'll be fine. Rand Paul demands answers over vax companies, PR firms, embedded staff within the CDC to promote vaccines. This is legit. <laughs> so he wrote Director Valensky today saying, I write concerning recent reporting that Center for Disease Control and Prevention contracted with the same public relations firm that represents Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. This revelation raises serious concerns and questions about potential conflicts of interest related to the CDC's COVID-19 vaccine recommendations. You got to remember that CDC actually profits because they hold some of the patents for this vaccine. On September 28, 2020, CDC awarded a federal contract to Weber Shanwick to conduct marketing consulting services for the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, NCIRD. The NCIRD is responsible for providing management and support services to the advisory committee in the immunization practices, which issues recommendations to the CDC on vaccines, including COVID-19 vaccine. According to the reports, Weber's work on behalf of the NCIRD includes promoting vaccines and communicating the risk and recommended actions for outbreaks. Weber is responsible for providing NCIRD with a 10 on-site health communication staffers, seven health comm specialists, two health research specialists, and one social media specialist. Weber's strategic communications will include generating story ideas, distributing articles, and conducting outreach to news, media, and entertainment organization. So basically, they promote the propaganda. Yeah. And the CDC wanted that. And that's exactly what they got. Uh, what do we got here? Trump's going to hold four rallies coming up in four different states. One of them is on 11-3. What's interesting is, is Elon Musk is now taking over Twitter. Tomorrow is Friday. We have the anniversary of the Q post of which, my, I think it's 44, my fellow Americans, Trump will release a message on Twitter this Friday. Just happens to be the day Elon Musk takes over. Twitter is going to unlock Donald Trump's account, potentially, from what we heard, is tomorrow, oh Friday. That could be big. That could be interesting, huh? Oh, my God, dude. This is bizarre. Yep. Holy mackerel. We'll oh, this, is, this was uh, another one from Tonto. Uh, <laughs> if Republicans take back power, here's their wish list. Jack up prescription drug prices. Said no conservative or Republican ever. There's no legislation currently out there sustaining that. Uh, cut Social Security and Medicare. Cut their taxes? Like, what do you mean cut Social Security and Medicare? Because no Republican has said that. Ban abortion nationwide. I, I love this one. Ban abortion nationwide. They're not even doing that. So this has been this rhetoric. Banning abortion nationwide. Really? Um, 
The overturning of Roe vs. Wade puts the decision of abortion rights in the hands of the state, basically saying that the federal government has no authority to determine the choice of a woman. But the states do. And so if Republicans get back in office, how are they going to ban abortion nationwide? Unless they come out with a law banning abortion nationwide, which I guess they could do. Take but the try. states, I bet, would fight that. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. You remember when Dr. Oz was talking to Fetterman the other night? Mm-hmm. And Dr. Oz said that I think that we should come to the table with the mothers, the doctors, and the local politicians and provide the best legislation possible for the mothers to make the most informed decision. And what they a said novel that, concept. Yeah. And, and, and Fetterman and, and all the liberals came out and said, oh, my God, Dr. Oz wants you to make your decision of an abortion between the mother, the doctor, and the local politician. Like, the local politician's going to be in the doctor's office while you're... Well, you people are fucking stupid. You people are absolutely moronic. This just goes shows that they don't go out there and they don't go back and listen or research any of the original content. They just believe everything that they're told. And, you yeah, know, that's the sad. number one rule of Fight Club. Oh, no, not Fight Club. Of the Red Pill Project. Mm-hmm. Is never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, whether it's myself, Vince, or what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, through your own volition, through your own investigation. And that's the God's honest truth. Going back in here. Guys, I want to I want to just put this out there real quick. Getgoldtoday.com. Head on over there if you haven't already. 401ks, IRAs, you can roll them directly over as well if you just got money and you guys want some gold and silver. I'm telling you, great time for it. Kirk Elliott will take care of you. His team will take care of you. You can leave a voicemail on that number, 720-605-3900. As well, head on over to redpills.tv. Subscribe over there. That's how you keep in contact with us. Socialredpill.com. That is our private social network where we have live Q&As and tons of other stuff, nightly Zooms. You guys can join that for absolutely free. If you want to support us with a subscription, that's also available as well. Don't forget, we'll be streaming here soon on our Locals channel. We're getting everything set up technologically. Um, That is subscription if you want to watch the Dark Delight Show live streaming. Uh, But thank you, everybody, who supported us and reached out and supported us on that already. Um, If you guys also want to support us in any way, shape, or form, givesendgo.com slash redpills. Or the easy way to get there is redpills.tv slash go. Thank you for all the donations tonight from everybody in the previous. And then me, Brenda, two ice cream. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Patriot of Pisces, another diamond. Thank you so much, Patriot of Pisces. Me, Brenda, gifted a one-month subscription to Annie Bean in D-Live. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. And uh, RPG3573 donated two ice cream. Vince, who's our winner? Sorry, it looks like Pill did it again. Pill did it again. Pill just rocking it. Thank you so much, Pill. Thank you so much, D-Live and Rumble and everybody else out there. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys stay safe out there. Vince will be with you tomorrow night on Conversations on the Friends. It's going to be a great show. Um, I got uh, family time tomorrow. I have to take my kids trick-or-treating to the school event, so I apologize on that. But I'm going to try to uh, come in later that night, uh, probably after midnight my time, uh, for for some chats. But uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. We'll see you again.